Hello, I'm Alberto Salvato. Welcome to Crime Time, a Virginia criminal law podcast. I'm here with Anna Dvorak, Anthony Norse, and Ann Thayer. Enjoy the show. So here it is, legal disclaimer, because we are lawyers and we've got to write one. So if you are listening to this podcast, thank you. We sincerely hope you are listening to this podcast for its entertainment value and not with the intention of acquiring legal advice for any individual case or situation. I mean, come on, you wouldn't take advice from someone you have never met or spoken to directly, right? If you were bleeding profusely, you wouldn't listen to a podcast in hopes of a bandage somehow materializing over the internet and onto your 3D printer. Seeking actual legal advice can be just as important as a tourniquet. The hosts of this podcast are in no way intending to create an attorney-client relationship with any listener. Sorry, we are sure you all are great people, but we cannot stress enough how little we know of you and your case. And rather than risk an awkward moment, let us just remember we have never met. Nothing on this platform should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. We are just a group of friends with differing opinions and viewpoints, which we will try to explore through discussions of current events, law changes, and whatever else floats our fancy. In this episode, the young and the reckless. So recently, that's it. In- no, just kidding. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> so you said, I was like, all right, that's it. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on episode one. <laughs> recently, in Fairfax, a video was released of a young driver losing control of a BMW and nearly killing a police officer who was uh, conducting another traffic stop, as well as the passengers in that other vehicle. In our description of this episode, you will see a link to that video, and we encourage all of you to watch it. And if your parents encourage your kids to watch it as well. The purpose of this episode is really to bring this to the attention of young driver, actually any driver, uh, especially now since the summer's coming and high schools are breaking out and people tend to do stupid things in the summer. I'm going to put I'm sorry, high schools are breaking out and are they like in prison and it's like a breakout? Is this what's happening? Yeah. Remember that song, School's Out for Summer? School was always a prison for me. So schools are, high schools <laughs> are breaking out. People are breaking out of high school. All right. Sounds good. I don't know what high school you went to, but mine kind didn't have break into schools it. today. If you look at what happened at the middle school today, <laughs> or the, not, was it middle school or elementary? I forget. In McLean. Got he was point. caught with the AK-47 in the park. He tried to get into the school. That's and he so said he was crazy. going to the CIA. There is a whole bunch of other things. That, that was kind of nuts. People trying to so, get in school as well as break out. What we talked about in this episode is we obviously want people to watch that video. But as much as I like to make a living, I also don't love representing kids who get in car accidents and get reckless drivings and, you know, get in high speed accidents and lose control. And the reason I don't love it is I don't want bad things to happen to kids. I don't like that. And their inexperienced drivers don't know how to handle cars. They just don't yet have a feel for the road. They don't have yet for the feel for the speed. And oftentimes when we have kids that have lost control of a car, not all the time. They're driving a car that has too much muscle. It has too much power. It's either a heavy car with a large engine. The parent has gotten because they're like, it's safe. It's an SUV. Or, you know, it's a fast car, like a BMW, a speed 16 kind of car that people are like, I bought you this BMW for your 16th birthday. I really wish parents would think about that before they buy these cars. I know every kid is going to hate me, but 
the child in the accident that Alberta was talking about, the black box in that car, which by the way, all of our cars now have black boxes, kids. So they have a recording of how fast you're going, was going at least 120 miles per hour when it lost cars. There are still cars that some people are driving that don't have boxes. Well, you don't know if that black box is recording anything. And I have a black box in my car, but it's just got shoes in it. But you know, at the end of the day. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Alberta's has dead bodies in it. They're sticking up the car. But seriously, like, why is a kid who's 17 years old driving a BMW M3? Well, okay. So here's where I'm I judging. Have, yeah, no, I, here come, I don't have Here any, comes the car guy. <laughs> no, no, yeah. All right. So look, I would feel comfortable giving my kid a fast car uh, because I've been out there driving with my kid. And I'm not suggesting that the parents of this kid shouldn't have given that car. But let's face it, any car is capable of going that speed or at least to a speed of 95 plus uh you can get it going uh, if my fact, car fell off a cliff maybe well i mean yours is a model <laughs> t but still uh, that was funny and i gotta tell you but seriously like, i'm not so concerned about the type of car he had I, I get the argument that you give a kid a fast car and they're not gonna be able to control it, they're gonna be tempted to do this and that but if you're tempted to do something you're going to do it in any car that you have i think that's just me. You know, I, I don't that know. That might what... be true in theory. And for some kids that would apply. But if you're giving somebody a car that's supposed to go fast, that has that reputation of being a car that goes faster, of course, they're going to test it out. But you know what the reputation of BMW drivers is, too. That doesn't necessarily mean everyone is a, you know, a BMW driver. But we they... also know the general reputation of young drivers is generally poor and inexperienced. That young right. drivers are more expensive to insure for a reason. Your insurance goes down. Boys, when you're it's 25. always boys. It is boys. <laughs> I don't know. I so, a lot so of accidents when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I they, my best friend's dad called me evil Knievel. <laughs> hey Wayne. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna say anything about my record, but I know my parents I, by by the oh, end my, of high school, my we had four of us. My parents had like the insurance that you get in the middle of the night from like it was like you know the elephant insurance or like the ones you can get from the infomercial because they can qualify for any of the rest of, with all of our wrecks in our cars. I've been driving for 31 years and I've only gotten one ticket for turning uh, left after 4 p.m. and it was 4.03 and I didn't realize I had passed four. 31 years of driving. I've only had two tickets. Aren't you special? <laughs> one, was a re- one was a reckless driving. I just like had a lot of accidents at the beginning. Yeah, well, that's not... How many I accidents guess- have you had, Alberto? Somebody ran a light and hit me, but that's the only one. I've been rear-ended before. So I wanted to get back to... But don't you uh, think it's on parents? Like any parent that gives a young driver a car has to take the time. You can't just rely on the driver's school education, which always used to be at school. Now, I think, isn't it even not always at school now? It's like a lot of private providers. You have to take it's private providers. Yeah. And even though you have time that you're supposed to spend with them to like obtain your license and pass the class and do all that stuff, it's still you as a parent. It's your duty to say you can't have people in the car when you're driving until you can be a little bit more experienced. Or if you're going to drive on highways like 95 and other places, 495, 66, whatever, it's your job as a parent, I think, to ride with those kids and make sure. I don't care all these other cars are whizzing by you. You got to like, there might be more experience than you or 
let them get in trouble. You got to do your own thing. Like it's on the parent to educate. You can't just rely on the person that taught your kid at driver's ed, right? You can't just rely on the judge that gives your kid the license and get the judges give speeches when the kids get their license. They do a big ceremony on it and they tell them it's a privilege. It's not a right. It can be taken from you. Speed kills. Like they tell them all those things. I've been to the ceremonies, right? And And five minutes into that ceremony, those kids aren't listening at all. And at the end of the day, I think part of my issue is I agree with Alberto that his kid, who's grown up fixing cars, working on cars, has a really good mom who's really (laughs) responsible and respectful, you know, and, and Alberto's a good driver as he's attested to. But I think like we know our kids, like if you have a kid who's the kind of kid who takes risks even before he gets his driver's license, you're going to be like, I'm probably not going to give you the fastest car in America, right? If you're even going to give your kid a car, which by the way, we didn't get cars. We got, I got to drive my mom's minivan, which the door fell off of it most of the time. If you took a left turn, like the sliding door, like always fell off. But the bottom line is- I think we were just trying to get you to roll out, but that's whatever. No, I was driving. So it would be like the kids in the back would have to hold the door so it wouldn't fall off. It was great. I use like bungee cords to keep it together. I don't quite understand. But at the end of the day, it's like, I wouldn't give my kids a car that could go easily 120 miles per hour. And a BMW 2018 M3 can easily go 120 miles per hour. And if your kid is not responsible, and, they, and you knew they weren't responsible at 16, you just know that about them. You've lived with them for that long. You know, they don't have good judgment. But you could be the most responsible kid ever oh. and you're out on the road. It's a sunny day. The sky, you just want to, you know, there's not traffic. Peer pressure. Also, yeah. I mean, all kinds of reasons. Yeah. I guess my point is, I don't want to assume that these parents didn't spend the time with them. I don't want to assume that these parents didn't trust their kid. Who knows? This kid could have been a perfect, you know, straight A student all his life. He could have done this and that. And he got into the car, just like Ann was saying, you don't know what got into him. He was able to go fast, but I, that's my point is any car can be turned into a rocket. It doesn't necessarily have to be an M3. It can be any car uh, you have. Nowadays, cars go fast. I mean, they just do. Car go fast? They car do? Go fast. Car go car fast. fast. Let me just say <laughs> that I very much disagree with giving children a car that goes zero to 60, very fast. That tempts them to go around the corner. I'll tell you, if I had a BMW M3 and I drove standard, I would have done anything to drive as fast as possible because I was an idiot. And my parents didn't give us cars like that. And my first car was at the end of college. I got a used Saturn SL1 and I still got a reckless driving ticket in that, but I basically had to like slingshot it around a corner and get into fifth gear. And my attorney said, this is down in the middle of nowhere. He goes, you got up to 86 in that thing? In a Saturn? Are you sure? Is that radar broken? Like, I mean, he was just incredulous. But that was getting to 86 for that car, not easily to 120. People have to understand that kids are not used to the power of a car. And I think that people should that be- That comes in the education part. Like, I don't think you can say, just never give them one. Like if you're a family that can afford it or the kids earned it, or maybe they worked all summer and they were paying for it. Like, who knows? Right. Like, I don't think it's up for us to judge that part of it. Like we can have our opinions and stuff, but I think what happens is if they're not using it responsibly, you set parameters, you take it, right? Like that's when 
the second that this kid got charged with those kinds of speeds, regardless of what the court does and the sanctions and DMV, like there's no way as a parent, you should be letting that kid back in that car. Like you're selling it, right? And you're getting something that that's when you teach them maybe. Was that car total? Does anyone know? Because I mean, every car was total and looked like every car was total in that video. Well, because then there were minor injuries to everybody who were in their vehicles. And, but I don't, I could, I couldn't see the BMW. It was pretty messed up though. From the front, so, a little bit of front end, I could see. And we understand that. So for those who won't have a chance to click on that link, just to describe it, there was a police officer who had pulled over somebody on the on, Fairfax, know, County, Parkway. Fairfax, Fairfax County, County, Parkway. County Parkway. And you see in the video from the, from the cruiser cam, a vehicle going the opposite direction, completely lose control, go over the grass and strike the car that had been pulled over and go right into the yeah it went the across two cruiser. lanes because there's two yeah. lanes on each yeah. yeah two lanes in the grass meet now the police officer heard this and started running away and it's not luck that he survived it's a freaking miracle that he survived it's awareness he, was, he heard it and saw yeah. it and he was able to get out of the way or he would have yeah, been well, way worse but yeah. if you look at if you look at that video if he was a half a second too late or half a second earlier those cars would have slammed, it would have just crushed them in the middle. And it's an amazing video because after it is all done and the officer is, I think he was knocked down on the ground a little bit. And then he, he gets up. Jumps over. Yeah. He gets up and starts asking if everyone's okay. And it's like, holy crap, this guy almost lost at the minimum both his legs. It was nuts. I, I really admire him for the way he conducted himself. And I am 100% surprised that there wasn't a, like the kid didn't get screamed at, beat up or whatever, because the adrenaline in that officer must have been pumping up so much. And look at the kid could have killed the passengers in his car, the police officer and the passengers in the car that was pulled over by the cop. I mean, or that's any just... other cars traveling on that road that oh, were yeah. coming. That were... Yeah, they were lucky. It was not a particularly busy day. Right. So which they were rare, Which so is rare lucky. in this area. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and there was another civilian who did pull over to see if he could help. You see him in the video. But yeah. what was crazy about the video is almost like you could see the disaster coming. But the right. fact that, that you know, Fairfax County Parkway is very wide, but there's no guardrail in between. So there's just the grassy area. It's a really wide medium. And the fact that he was going so fast to just fly over that. It looked like is, it could have been 200, 200 yards from the first time you saw that car. Yeah, he just completely and, and the reason and, it almost and just didn't for, look real. Like it almost right. didn't look real, you know. They and couldn't do for, that stunt in the movies. No. And I would say like for uh, you I um, think they could. <laughs> they would just they'd have to use CGI. No, to time it like that with the 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 officer and there's no way they could have planned that. In in a movie, it could not be, have been done unless it's computer animated. I'm telling yeah. you, there's no way that thing it was nuts. Yeah, and it is crazy to see, but one of the things also, regardless of me being judgy over here about parents giving them their kids BMWs, is the bottom line is one thing kids need to know is our parkways and everything, they are engineered for certain speeds. And you might know more about this than I do, Alberto, because you are more of a car guy. But I know that that one of the reasons like going on those parkways, right, especially where the Fairfax County Parkway is, it's labeled for like 50 miles per hour at most. And it's not that people don't go over that, but over double that speed, the curves in that road, 
the slopes, how it works, it's actually like to go 120 on that and to stay on the road. I think you would have to have much wider tires, like a race car. Just you would have to, to be able to stay on the road. I don't care what kind of driver you, whether you're an adult, you could not drive a car 120 miles per hour with just a regular like setup. But maybe I'm wrong. As a car guy. Yes. Arguably, you have cars that are capable of going that speed, like the M3. And arguably, you can control that vehicle at that speed better than you can control a Hyundai at 90-something plus. Because they do have the better brake sensor. They have the better suspension. They're lower to the ground. Now, the, what you were saying about, about uh, speed limits, many of these roads, are the speed limit's 55. But when they were originally designed, the speed limit used to be 65. I believe that the speed limit went down to 55 for gas saving purposes. But if you think about the engineering and these roads being built, the cars back then, like the muscle cars, they didn't have this high tech suspension and control. My brother's first car was a 1970 Dodge Dart. And it had a three, it was a, it was a muscle car, not for most people in the 70s, but when we had that car, it was a muscle car. You can get that thing going. And that was the first car we had. And we never thought about going that fast. When I say we, my brother and I drove everywhere together and he was always driving. But we had the opportunity to go fast. That car was faster than any other car inside our neighborhood or in Damascus, Maryland. And I guess it's just a kid. I mean, we just wouldn't have done what this kid did. So I, that's why I don't, I don't necessarily put the blame on the parents. I don't know. I mean... I think it's responsibility for their actions. I'm just saying parents are a big part of that. It's about education. It's about monitoring. It's about all of those things and making sure your kid is being smart. It's not just even about the speed. Like we're talking about speed tonight because of the video with the officer that almost got killed, but about texting, about having friends in the car. Like you said earlier, Alberto, peer pressure. Just because your friend says, hey, race that guy or let's go do wheelies in, on this road or whatever you're going to do, like all of those things can lead to accidents. And with a newer driver, you just don't have the experience to handle the car as well as other people. And maybe some of them do. Some people are better drivers than others. So you might have a kid that's more careful and you have kids that are going to be the opposite. They get a car. They've always been excited to drive. They're going to be meticulous about it, right? Like they don't want to lose their car. They don't want to lose the freedom to go where they want to go. They're going to do everything they're supposed to do because they don't want to to impact them. You have rule followers. You have ones that just are impulsive. You have ones that like the adrenaline of it. There's all kinds of reasons. Kids are kids, right? I mean, that's why they're, that's why they have a whole different system. But because kids are kids, but as we talk about it, sort of think about what the guidelines are for what kids can stay by themselves. There's not an actual age in any code section saying your three-year-old can't stay by themselves, but it's the age and maturity of the child as to when they can stay by themselves or when they can babysit other children. That's what we talk about sort of but using that same standard, there are children at the age of 16 who are going to be responsible, who are not going to drive 120 miles per hour out of control. They're not going to do those things. There are other kids, there are other kids that will. And part of being a parent and being clued into your kid and to be involved in their life is to get some sense of which kid your kid is. And you have some idea. And so it makes more sense to not give a kid who you feel is already going to push boundaries to give them a car that's going to allow them to push those boundaries. And I do put that on the parents to a certain extent, because again, it's what Anne's saying is like, you know, the kid, you, you are being involved in their life. You parent them the best that you know how, but you can't just ignore how well, they I'm grow not, up. I'm not, I'm not exactly saying it's all in the parent. I'm just, every kid is different. I'm not saying every kid's going to do it. I'm just saying 
it's on parents. They're your kid. It's your job to teach them right from wrong. And it's whether they steal something or they get in a fight at school or they're speeding. You know what I mean? Like they've got to learn the dangers of that. You, If we find out you're speeding, I'm going to monitor your speed. In this day and age, there's no reason for a parent not to monitor speeds right now. Not until a kid shows that they can demonstrate that they're being safe out there. You don't have to do it. Some parents may see it as an infringement. I'm sure kids will hate me for saying it. But the bottom line is those things are out there at least to make sure your kid is safe. Right. And that the people that they're driving in their car with are safe and the other people on the road are safe. Like you don't have to do that, but you could threaten your kid with it and say, Hey, if I find out you're speeding or doing these things, guess what I'm going to do? We're going to start monitoring it all. I'm going to know about it. It's just up to the parents. And it doesn't mean the kid's bad or good. People, no, good people it doesn't. make mistakes. We know all that. Right. And with kids, it's even more. And this relevant, kid is really, you know? he's really lucky. I keep saying he, but he's really lucky that. This officer lived, that no one was seriously injured. He's really, really, really lucky because a lot of times we read the stories where people are not that lucky. And one of the reasons of doing this podcast is just to remind people, it's not like a scared straight. It's just, we don't want to see sad outcomes. We don't want to see bad things. You know, I don't take any joy in representing somebody who has hurt somebody really badly, who feels horrible about it. You've got to live with the consequences of your actions. People are going to make mistakes. Adding a car to the mistake mix can be really dangerous. So we're asking people to be careful out there and, you know, parents, children, communities, you know, just pay attention a little bit more to what's going on so we can all get home safely from work and from whatever else we're doing. I just don't think, no, I I understand what you're saying. I don't think I could just stop there. I understand what everyone's saying about that. I just don't think. Yes, correct. I just don't think. <laughs> to your point, this kid, and I won't say he or or she because I don't know. We have to get used to saying, you know, just being cognizant of it. So I will say this minor is very lucky not to be facing more serious charges or having the deaths of many people on this minor's mind for the rest of their life. You don't want your parents or loved ones to get a phone call that you're gone or that you're in jail because you killed somebody else or, you know, seriously injured somebody else. So it's just something for us all to think about whether you're on the cell phone, whether you're passing the officers or ambulances or fire trucks that are pulled over on the side of the road, whether you're deciding last minute whether to run that red light, you're changing lanes, you're entering the highways or leaving highways, whatever, going through the school zones, speeding, it doesn't really matter. The bottom line is we're not trying to preach at people at all. I don't want that to be what I don't think any of us are trying to do that but we see what happens in court we see the officers that are there and we saw what happened and could have happened more severely to this officer and we don't want you to be the cause of that and or to have your family members lose you either to incarceration or to death or or even a severe injury summertime schools are getting out people kind of travel and are out and about more we're just kind of trying to send a public service announcement to just kind of keep your speeds down and stay alert and Pay attention, right? Correct. Absolutely. And don't drive BMWs. Thank you. (laughs) This may not pertain to this particular person, but as a general rule, as a general... No, 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 no. (laughs) Zero, zero. I mean, you're giving a disclaimer. I don't care if he does it with a disclaimer. It's a huge disclaimer. It's just a joke that I find to be humorous. Okay. Um, So how are... Porcupines and BMWs different. I don't know. I don't know. How? The porcupines have the pricks on the outside. Whoa, you guys wow. may not see that. You, you <laughs> all may not see this, but everyone is laughing so hard that they are speechless. 
We will direct all BMW people that are offended by this to go after Alberta. Or send all your complaints to Alberta. (laughs) Well, that being said, look, my heart goes out to the kid. My heart goes out to, to the kid's parents. I promise you nobody expected this to happen. And I, my heart really goes out to that police officer and his family, because I'm sure they're dealing with a lot of anxiety and a lot of trauma. Because if you watch that video, it is an absolute miracle that no one was killed. Or seriously injured. Or seriously injured. Yeah. That's right. Thanks for joining us on Crime Time. Please join us again for our next episode. If you enjoy our podcast, Crime Time, with Virginia defense attorneys, be sure to share our podcast with someone that you know. You can find our podcast on most of the major platforms like Spotify, Google, and Apple, as well as some of the smaller podcast platforms. We also post on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, so you can find our episodes there every week on Tuesday at 9 a.m. If you want to leave us a review or a comment and tell us what topics you'd like to hear about, we always welcome feedback, and we're always looking for new ideas and guests to bring onto our show. We hope you keep listening and thanks for being a supporter of our podcast. Mm-hmm.